This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Good morning, Tallahassee. It has happened again Monday morning, 11.30 a.m., Wave 94, 94.1. You've arrived to escape to heaven. Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ, Servant Marcia. I was really thinking, I want to be rich. <laughs> I just threw it out there. <laughs> but, you know, I mean... But I also want to be wealthy and happy, not sad, not alone. <laughs> and uh, I want to spend my money the right way and I want it to grow. I just want all of that. And, and I think I'll think that I must be in heaven. <laughs> so sometimes when we say, I want to escape to heaven, we really mean we want to just pay all our bills, owe nobody, be a blessing to others, give to the poor, the homeless, the furlong, and still please God. And my question is, is that even possible? I don't know. I think it will be if we can follow the word of God. So with that thought in mind, knowing that heaven is a place where I will not be sad anymore, I will not feel useless or devalued or like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, confused, lost, wondering. I won't have those feelings in heaven. And so when we say that we want to be rich and wealthy, we need to look at it from God's word. Amen. And so I'm going to start with Psalms 39. And our goal today is just to get different parts of the word inside of us. So as we gain wealth, as wealth is transferred, you do not want to become unrighteous. You want to remain righteous before the Lord. Amen. Psalms 39, I'm just going to start there. And it says, I will guard my ways lest I sin with my tongue. I will restrain my mouth with a muzzle while the wicked are before me. I was mute with silence. I held my peace even from good and my sorrow was stirred up. My heart was hot within me while I was musing the fire burned. Then I spoke with my dog. So I kind of had that situation recently where, you know, I was hanging out with some sanctified people, but we we're all in the midst of growth. And some things happened. I didn't know how to disagree or whatever. But then whew, my heart was hot within me. And then I opened my mouth. And here's what David said, Lord, make me to know my end. And what is the measure of my days that I may know how frail I am indeed. 
You've made my days as hand brats and my age as nothing before you. Certainly every man at his best is but a vapor. Surely every man walks about like a shadow. Surely we busy ourselves in vain. We heap up riches and we don't even know who's going to spend it or who's going to gather it up. That that sums up life right there. When we think about, I want to be rich and I want to do all this stuff, but we still want to make sure that we understand that our time on earth is actually very short. And uh, we're literally a shadow passing through eternity in perspective. So we'll, we'll spend all these hours, and I'm guilty of that. I could be called a workaholic, and I'm trying to be healed and delivered from that. But you would spend all your time trying to perfect wealth only, only to leave it to who knows what. Because you're not guaranteed that even if you train your children or your whoever you leave your wealth to, that they're going to spend it the way how you would desire them to spend it. And even Psalms 49, it says, Hear this, all of peoples give ear, all inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth shall speak wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall give understanding. I will incline my ear to a proverb. I will disclose my dark saying. Why should I fear as in the days of evil when the iniquity at my heels surround me? Those who trust in their wealth and boast in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their souls is costly, and it shall cease, okay, forever. Then he should continue to live eternally and not see the pit. So what David, King David is saying here is that he see wise men die, but likewise the foolish and the senseless person also die. And then the wealth is left to others. Now, as we're living on earth, our inner thoughts is that our houses will last forever. But that's really not true. You know, that's not true at all. Everything that we gain here on the earth is temporal. And so given that that is the reality, we need to put more effort in our perpetual Wealth, the wealth that exists after our body no longer cease to be, you know, is functional when our last breath. We, we need to focus more on eternal things. That's almost like what Matthew says, like, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness. And then all these things will be added unto you. You know, uh, that's kind of like how we should be because our riches, they're not going to last. First of all, we cannot take them with us. We came here with nothing. 
I think that's over in Ecclesiastics. But I'll go turn now to Proverbs uh, chapter 24. And what we're talking about today is riches and wealth and what our attitude should be towards riches and wealth. How much should we value them? Uh, Proverbs, the 24th chapter, verses 1 through 6, it talks about, do not be envious of evil people, uh, nor desire to be with them. For their heart devises violence and their lips talk of troublemaking. Through wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So if you are believing in your heart that God has assigned to you to become a rich and wealthy person, then your methodology needs to be based upon the word of God in the sense that you are utilizing wisdom, understanding, and knowledge so that you can be led by Holy Spirit to attain riches, okay? A wise man is strong. A man of knowledge increases strength. For by wise counsel, you will wage your own war. And in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. So that's the other part of becoming rich, is don't pursue it alone. Read books, the Bible, uh, sit down with advisors, uh, maybe join associations. This is the way that you attain wealth and riches in a godly manner. Amen. Uh, Proverbs 27, verses starting at verse number 17. And here's what it says. Um, okay. It talks about, well, before I go there, let me look at verse number Six. That's that would be even better. Proverbs twenty-eight, verse number six. Better is the poor who walks in his integrity than one perverse in his ways, even though he be rich. Whosoever keeps the law is a discerning son, but a companion of gluttonous individuals shames his father. One who increases his possessions by usury and extortion gathers it for him who will pity the poor. That is a foundational truth for the wealth transfer that is upon us now. A lot of the wealth that has been accumulated by wicked people or those who refuse to hear the word of God, uh, those who are persistent and going through following their own way, uh, these individuals will find themselves in the pit, but their wealth will transfer to the blameless, to uh, the righteous. And even Proverbs uh, 27, verse number 10 is telling us the blameless will inherit good. And the rich man is wise in his own eyes, but the poor who has understanding searches him out. So, when the righteous rejoice, there is great glory, okay? But the wicked arise and men hide themselves. If you cover your sin, you cannot prosper. If you want to be rich, you need to confess your sins, forsake them, 
and that way mercy will be extended to you. And then happy is the man who is always reverent, meaning that you you accept the ways of God, you respect the ways of God, you fear the Lord in, in a godly way. But he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. So a ruler who lacks understanding, even like your supervisor on a job or something like that, you would become a great oppressor, not a good person. But he who hates covetousness will prolong his life. Okay? So that is uh, from Proverbs. Well, that was Proverbs 28 chapter. Those verses I just read, verse number 22 says, A man with an evil eye hastens after riches and does not consider that poverty will come upon him. So let's go back to Proverbs 27. So all of that was 28. Proverbs 27, starting at the 17th verse says, As iron sharpens iron, a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. So whoever keeps the fig tree will eat its fruit. So he who waits on his master will be honored. So like even um, in a church setting, you may actually be given the opportunity to serve the man or woman of God. That's a good spot to be in. As in water, face reflects face, so a man's heart reveals the man. Hell and destruction are never full. So the eyes of men that are still filled with carnality and has not been spiritually recreated, well, they're never satisfied. They can't even get to the level of, I have riches because they don't have a measuring stick. But when do they attain riches? So the refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold. And a man is valued by what others say about him. So what you want to do is be diligent to know the state of your flocks. Let's translate that to our way of speaking. It means like I'm doing right now, I'm stopping right now. I'm in the midst of it. It's probably going to take me two or three days. But every now and then I'll stop and I'll check all of the bank accounts. I'll check all my bills. I'll check all the things that I still need to make calls and follow after. So what am I doing? I'm being diligent to know the state of my affairs, okay? And to attend to my problems that have come along because I'm working, 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 and then I'm tired. And now I'm not really stopping and analyzing where am I? So every three months, I try to stop and deal with where am I? Then I make a list out of the things that I need to do. And these are the steps that one would take when you say, I want to be rich. I want to bless the kingdom of God. I want to give to the poor so that I'm lending to the creator of heaven and earth. Well, you cannot do that if you don't have money and so forth. For riches are not forever, right? That's limited to our lifespan. 
nor does a crown like endure to all generations. We just saw that Queen Elizabeth died. Um, it may stay in her family line. It may not. Who knows? At some point, kingdoms are overthrown. We know that by looking at history. So when you continually review your status of life, where you are, have you checked on your credit rating, etc.? Then what you do, you establish a lifestyle that will continue to provide for your living. So Proverbs 28, verse uh, number 26 says, the lambs, meaning the flocks that you took care of. And so if you have businesses or your job and you take care of what you have, it will provide for your clothing. And the goats, which is also your flocks in that time, the price of a field. So now you can begin to make investments and you'll have enough milk to feed you and your household and the nourishment of those that you govern. That is how you become rich. You become rich really by reading this word, almost by being a servant to others and to animals that are dependent upon you, to everything that God has put in your hand. You are to serve those things. Proverbs 29, not worship them, but be a good steward, right? <laughs> Proverbs 29, verse number three says, Whosoever loves wisdom makes his father rejoice. So you know that word wisdom we should maybe talk a little bit about, because I know somewhere it talks about the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So in order for you to attain wisdom, you have to have an understanding that God exists, that he is, and that you agree with what he have established, his statutes, his ways, and you fear him. And therefore, wisdom will be released unto you. But a companion of harlots, okay, wastes his wealth. So it's not enough to become rich and become wealthy. <clears throat> you also must have a lifestyle that will ensure that you keep that wealth and you manage it. And that's through the ups and downs of life, okay? So you have to pay attention to what the Lord has given you, and then manage it well. Proverbs 30, I, I like this one because it kind of make you have an understanding of who God is to us, right? So it starts out with, um, <laughs> okay, first of all, this guy is acknowledging that he never learned wisdom. And this is not David, but this is, the words of Agor, okay? He says, I never learned wisdom, nor have knowledge of the Holy One. So that that's bad, because that means if you don't have wisdom, you cannot protect your wealth. And who has ascended into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fist? Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is the son's name, if you know? So I want to stop there. 
You want to be rich? You want to be wealthy? These are basic truths that you need to know and understand and internalize in order to exhibit wealth once you have attained riches and to manage that, hold on to it. Okay, so if you don't know that the creator, you know, uh, I think Moses said, what is your name? What shall I tell your people? And he says, I am. Tell them that I am that I am. Something to that effect. Okay, so you should know that. And then what is the name of his son? Well, if you don't know, it's Emmanuel, Jesus, uh, that he was and is still the Christ, the anointed one by God. These are foundational truths that you must know. The Bible says it even, not just me. <laughs> All right. So why? Why must you know that? Because by knowing that, you can attain wisdom. Proverbs 30, we're still there. Verse number five. Every word of God is pure. See, God is a shield to those who put their trust in him. You don't need to add to his words. Because he'll rebuke you and you'll be found a liar. So, Agor says there are two things that he's requesting of God. Number one, deprive me not before I die. Remove falsehood and lies far from me. So, you want to be rich. You want to be wealthy. You want to be influential. Then you should go to the Lord. And say, don't deprive me. You know, mean, you know, love me, extend your grace, extend your mercy, your righteousness, all of that to me, Lord. Okay? And um, remove lies. Let me live in truth. Okay? And then he went further. He didn't ask for riches. He said, give me neither poverty nor riches. Free me. And just give me the food that's allotted to me. Give me what, you know, what I need to live and fulfill my destiny here on earth. That's what he's saying. And he said, because if you don't do it that way, I might get full and deny you. And I might say, who is the Lord? Okay. So, and then I might be poor and I might steal and profane the name of my God. See, if I get rich and I'm not godly, but I'm rich, I'm, I might, and even if I am godly, when I start out rich, there's a possibility with riches that I might reject the Lord and deny him. And if I'm poor, I might curse the Lord. <laughs> wow. Now that's, that's a good word. And that was Proverbs, the 30th chapter. Over in First Timothy, and like I said today, we want to talk about like being rich, being wealthy, and then um, how do I maintain righteousness? Okay, I mean I want to be rich, but I don't want to lose my soul. <laughs> All right, so First Timothy six chapter starting at six verse says, "Now godliness, oh oh, with contentment is great gain." For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. 
and having food and clothing with these, we should be content. We shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man or woman of God, flee these things and pursue instead righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. So instead of focusing so much on the thought of rich and wealth, you know, focus instead on righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. And and as you're working consistently daily and utilizing wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, you will really become a wealthy person, but you're not pursuing it. It is a byproduct. Fight the good faith of the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So what I'm saying is you, you want to, you want to live a life that is not, you know, focused just on attaining wealth. Yes, we're here on earth. We work every day. And if you're wise, and know the ways of God, you will become wealthy anyway. But your focus should be on the things of God so that we are found without spot and blameless when our Lord Jesus Christ appear. And, and if you are rich, right? First Timothy, again, six chapter, verse 17 says, do not be haughty. And don't trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. Why did he say uncertain riches? Because we see the stock market, crypto, I mean, just everything, mortgage, real estate. One minute it's up, one minute it's down. You can be filthy rich, enormously multimillionaire, billionaire, and in one second lose it all. So... Do not trust in uncertain riches, but instead in the living God. And then do good, right? Be rich, but be rich in good works. <laughs> Ready to give, willing to share, you know, have a good foundation so that you're always laying hold on eternal life. I mean, I think that um, we learned a lot about riches uh, why what we want to do is we will attain wealth, okay? But as you attain it, you want to build what Jesus spoke about, what he always talked about, especially when he came out of the wilderness. The word of God lets us know that he was filled with compassion and he began to teach about the kingdom of God. You know, even um, he would say, the repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. 
So our wealth and riches is to build that kingdom, the kingdom of love, right? Uh, of restoration, of healing, uh, where the anointing that is spoken about in Isaiah 61, you know, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to do what? You know, to heal the sick, the brokenhearted, to set the captives loose, you know, to proclaim the year of the Lord. This is what our riches and wealth is, is utilized for. First uh, John, I'm close here, second chapter, and I believe it's starting at the 15 verse, it says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, then the love of the Father is not in you. For all that is in the world, right? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it is of the world. And the world, by the way, is passing away. And the lust of it. But he who does the will of God, amen, abides forever. So I encourage you, saints of God, to, yes, be rich, but understand where it ranks. You know, it's not the king of your efforts. It's like second or third or fourth. You know, first we ought to love God with all of our heart, soul, and might, and then love each other. You know, uh, make sure you love yourself. <laughs> and um, and then we could talk about, you know, uh, pursuing uh, riches in a way that you can live a balanced life and help others. I would like to pray right now. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning and giving us an opportunity to be with you and your word again, Lord God. We thank you for that. And Lord, I ask you to touch the saints of God and those that are listening in radio land. And even if they think that there's no way for them to come out of poverty and and to be restored or to start all over again. Lord, you've done all these things with me. You brought me out of abject poverty. And even when I lost businesses, you gave them back, Lord. You are the God that gives us many, many, many opportunities to reconcile with you. So, Father, I ask you, Lord, to release an abundance of your Holy Spirit, Lord, upon Radio Land, Lord. Let your word that was spoken today take root, Lord, in our heart and transform us, Lord. Just as you said, like, let us be renewed, God. Let us be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And um, I give you the praise and the glory. And I thank you, Lord, that we will be rich, Lord, but we will be rich in a godly way. We will bless the kingdom. We will help those that are for long lost and have broken hearted and displaced. And God, we will be your agents here on earth as we announce your kingdom by our actions and our utilization of the resources that you have released unto us. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, let it be done. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Thank you. Thank you.